Eat, drink, smoke as you're taking a selfie, April D. Gregory. Welcome, everybody. Tony Katz, <laughs> along with April D. Gregory, along with Fingers Malloy. <laughs> we eat the fine food, put the selfies down, eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine uh, cigars here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis. And uh, a break of protocol for today because we're starting with the smoke and we don't usually start with the smoke we have a chance to engage the bourbon or whatever it is we're drinking and get into it uh, but this uh, the, the good people at Davidoff saying you know we like the podcast we like what you're doing kid we think you're going places you know they're the Jiminy Glick of cigars we like you kid we think you're good and uh, they said you gotta try it I said we gotta try what and this is the Davidoff Royal Salomonis S-A-L-O-M-O-N-E-S this the shape of this is a perfecto. Basically, the foot and the the where the where the cap is, both kind of taper. So it starts with a with a taper. I don't know if you can if you're watching on the on the Facebook page, you might see it. But it starts with a very very uh, tight foot. Then it expands out, and then slowly comes back. It's a little bit narrower towards where uh, the end that, that you're actually puffing on. Uh, this is a 57 ring gauge, eight and a half inches long this is considered by many to be the one of the best cigars in all the country Ooh, maybe fancy. in in all of cigars it retails for $100 a stick and we are smoking it now the entire thing is is dominican it's a dominican wrapper it's it's uh, on on the uh origin it it is uh dominican the filler is going to have a little brazilian nicaraguan possibly some peruvian uh, in there uh, as as well, um, different people describing this in different ways as they go through. Um, some people saying it's got that traditional kind of Davidoff taste, which is a bit musty. I've never actually considered Davidoff's musty, but that's not necessarily a negative. I can see where they're going with the idea of earthy and 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 kind of deep rooted uh, in in that idea. Um, I think this is going to give you uh, well a series of things. Um, I think it's going to give you that earth, which I, I would never say musty. I would say earth. I think it's going to give you uh, that that kind of we talk about woody sometimes, that bit of cedar and and a bit of sweetness to it. The other people they've come up with different things, but I'm telling you, this is the first time I'm smoking this. I haven't had a chance to do this yet. The reason we started the show is that by the time we're all done, we're here for about two hours. This is a two-hour cigar. We don't always get into the place where we're we're talking about. Those kinds of smokes. This is a two-hour cigar, and we're going to take advantage of every single minute of it. Uh, April D. Gregory, first on the draw, right? How easy is it for you? It's great. It feels like a hundred bucks. Feel, it feels it like a hundred like bucks. bucks. <laughs> well, there, there it is. There is no more ringing endorsement than that, Davidoff. You win. <laughs> Con- congratulations, right there, fingers. Uh, uh, look that. It is so smooth. It, it, to me, if you would have just given me the cigar and not told me that it was an expensive cigar, um, I would have the same feeling about this as I, I do right now. It's very mild, very smooth. You know, a lot of times when we first uh, take our first drag off of one of these, um, there's like a, a little bit of a punch in the face. Not with this. I mean, right from the very beginning, this it's very mild, very right. smooth. It's, uh, it's, an, it's a limited release. Uh, you're not going to find these everywhere, and scarcity means is price, right? That's the way it goes. That's that's economics, Representative Cortez. We're going to get into the Green New Deal. We're going to have to. We're going to have to. Um, but we're going to be reporting on this cigar as as we go through. No, it's not your first cigar. This is, um, hey, your son's getting married. That's this cigar. Uh, this cigar is you appreciate, and you can pick out the notes and the differences. This is a, a cigar uh, for you. You got the promotion. This is the cigar. Your team just uh, won the Super Bowl? No. 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 Bad fingers. <laughs> Bad fingers, Malloy. Uh, we, I do want to get into the Green New Deal, but before anything, you, Fingers Malloy, going where no man has gone before, William Shatner was in town, and you went to go see his Shatness there, right here in Indianapolis. What was he? Was he singing? Was he? Did he do Rocket Man? No, like no, what? What, no, what does he no, do no, no. when he's on stage? Uh, it was well, a stage show, right? It, what they did was they did a full screening of Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, and it must have been a director's cut because there were scenes. Uh, I've seen. I'm a big Trek fan. I've seen Wrath. Are of Khan. you? Oh yeah. 
I love know Star that. Trek, the original series. Um, and I've probably seen The Wrath of Khan 40 or 50 times. And uh, th- there were scenes, parts of scenes in uh, the movie. I saw n- at the screening that I'd never Rescue seen Rescue 911 about a thousand times. <laughs> you didn't saw what? Rescue 911. Rescue 911. Oh, the. Wait, was that the show he was in? He hosted it. No, I wait. That was T.J. Hooker. No, Rescue Nine One One. He was the host. He was doing his. What Robert the hell Stack. was Rescue Nine One One? He he would do like his Robert Stack. He would show up on camera in a trench coat and he'd talk about all these stories of uh, you know rescue uh, from someone calling. I don't remember 9-1-1. that at all. One one. I don't remember. I remember T.J. Hooker. Yeah, T.J. Oh. Hooker. Yeah. Oh. Well, but anyway, they did a full. That screening. Heather Locklear. Am I right? Still, if she's not in jail, yeah, it's true. Uh, but no, they did a full screening of Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, and then after that, they had a moderator come out and introduce William Shatner. And then who was the moderator? I, I forget the gentleman's name. Okay. It was a local it was, radio it host. Was it? Oh, oh, I'm so From angry. One oh four something or oh, other. I, I don't think even know. I don't even know that I didn't get that opportunity as a killer. Uh, well, it kills me. I, I will to give this man credit. He knew not. You know, people weren't there to see him. Uh, then, then. Good on him. Yeah. Good on him, whoever it was. So, so how long did Chatner answer questions? He was uh, on stage for about an hour, and I got to tell really? you, I could not believe I had to look it up to make sure he is 87 years no, old. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Look it up. No, he's not. Look it up. Look no, it up on the interwebs. Ask Jeeves it right now. 87 He's 87 like old. April Gregory is 30. And here's the thing, too, about him. He, he owned the stage, <laughs> got up, walked around. I just let that go. I get carded when I buy beer. Yeah. That's just guys want to meet you. So anyway, Shatner. Shatner, for an hour, uh, owned the stage. He, I started to wonder, he would go on tangents. He'd go off. Uh, he would start a subject and then jump into another subject, but he was able to weave it back into the original subject. Because you're thinking, okay, he's 87, maybe. The oh, mind's starting to play tricks. It? Yeah, but no, he hasn't lost it. And That's awesome. And he, he answered questions about Star Trek, uh, his musical career. He's very big into uh, horse and dog breeding. I, I, I thought he was into the pheromone. That's a, do you know what the pheromone is? No. It's a thing with sound waves where you move your hand. And it was the thing that made the music for Star Trek. That's what they made the theme song on was on a pheromone. How do you... How can you not know these things? It's just basic stuff. Trekky. But it was good. He was great. Fantastic. That's and so cool. I, I definitely, if you get an opportunity, he's touring the country. He's next, uh, uh, this Friday, he's going to be at the Grand Ole Opry doing a country song, and then he's hosting part of the Grand Ole Opry show. And this cat's into everything. And he's 87, and he keeps going. Uh, so I am, con- you were talking about this, uh, I think, on social media. I saw it too. There is a world-class documentary on Netflix about Bill Murray, about this guy who wants to understand if all the Bill Murray stories are true, like he'll just stop at your party and do your dishes or, or, or whatever, just crash your wedding, whatever the, whatever the case may be, right? So these whole stories about Bill Murray. So this guy goes about trying to find him. And the documentary is it's great. Is great. And one of the things that one of the guys said in the documentary, someone being interviewed who had this like experience singing karaoke with Bill Murray, it must be exhausting being loved by everyone everywhere you go. And that's how I assume it is for Shatner. Who really has an issue with William Shatner? If Shatner walked in right now, you'd, who, we'd put up a, a chair We'd give him a cigar. We'd get him a cigar. He, you can't say that about that many people where it doesn't matter who you are. Like He's one of those guys, right? He's one of those guys that anybody would be like, oh, yeah, William Shatner, please, please come talk to me. It would, OJ, st- before he decided to murder everybody, would have been one of those people. The stories that he must be able to tell in private that he can't tell publicly, I mean, he could go on and on. And like I said, I mean, 87 and the mind was still there. I mean, it, he, he was fantastic. So he was talking? What did you say he was doing? He was talking. He was sharing stories. He was, he was just answering talking? questions. What he, did you want him to do? Yeah, what did you want him to do? I don't know. It doesn't sound very entertaining. Wait, what? What what were you expecting him to do? Nothing, because I wasn't going to go see him. Wow. I, I feel like I would be bored with him. I would ask him about Rescue 911 stories. If Kim Kardashian came, would you be like, yeah, that's great? If she came in here? <laughs> I would Look, if she came in here, I'd, ask, I'd, I'd, I'd get her I a cigar, too. Kim right? Kardashian. Okay. 
I'm saying, would you see her in concert? She doesn't sing. <laughs> yeah, but like in, a, in an appearance at a talk. I would, yeah. I would go right. see her. Okay. See that, and that's the difference. You know, it used to be some people are Beatles fans, some people are Elvis fans. Some people are Shatner, some people are Kim Kardashian. There are that's days just I just doing. want the sweet angel of death to come down and kiss me on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to come in the form of the Green New Deal. See what I did there? See <laughs> 12, what I 12 years from now? Oh, 12 years from now, we will all be dead from the Green New Deal. Before anything, uh, how are we on the cigar right now? Oh, it's fantastic. Can we do this every week? Does mine need to be more lit? Does it well, look okay? No, um, no, I think you're fine. I mean, okay. if, if you need a relight, depending on... The whole idea of you need a relight, sometimes... No, you don't. You're fine. Okay. You are fine all the way around. You've got all a right. nice even burn. The the it's it's highlighting. Sometimes you know if you're not spinning your cigar, you'll get an uneven oh, yeah, burn. Oh that's right. You do Spin it to, while I smoke it. Yeah, because heat rises and it'll affect the burn of the cigar. It's true of any cigar. Um, and why is it the that one I- thing I will tell you is that this is flawless. Like sometimes you got to get to a like a darker into those uh, uh, Maduros or something to get kind of a uh, an, an oily sheen. This this has that, and and it's just as smooth as can be. I mean, this is a wonderfully constructed, wonderfully put together cigar, and I, that matters a lot, right? That draw pro- uh, conversation matters quite a bit. So, so I mean, you, you're no from this angle, you're you're doing great. Okay, you're doing great. The Green New Deal, however, you won't be able to smoke those because something about the carbon footprint of those uh, to to fill everybody in. I'm gonna have to kill all my cows. Well, yeah, you know, Get for the greater good. The greater good is gonna okay. require the cow killing and no flying and a host of things. But just just as a, a, a bit of, of recap, it was put out there by Representative Ocasio-Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, and Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts. The Green New Deal is this idea that somehow we're all going to die in 12 years. The planet is, 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 on its, is in a death spiral. And only the most radical agenda possible can save us from ourselves, which is to say... Only the most radical agenda put forth by the progressives, I mean, this democratic socialist, which the democratic socialism is not a thing, right? Just so we're clear, socialism is a thing. Democratic socialism is not a thing. They may call themselves democratic socialists. Let's try to to make it palatable. You know, Um, I, I don't mean to immediately go to the Nazi reference, but always remember they were the national socialists. What did it matter if it was national? What, what, what did that have to do with any part of it? It was, it was the socialism part uh, that, that mattered uh, most there. Um, so she's got this idea of how to think big. And her idea of how to think big is to get to zero emissions, maybe negative emissions, right? And then uh, to do that, get rid of combustion engines get, of all kinds, cars, uh, um, boats, uh, all, all sorts of things, uh, airplanes, um, to get rid of nuclear which is kind of stunning because France will tell you how great nuclear power does for them, the low emissions that it has. As a matter of fact, the state of Vermont, a few years back, it could, could be more than a decade now, or it could be, I don't remember the actual date, they got off nuclear power, their carbon emissions in the state went up because they had to make up the shortfall, right? Because they, they dropped nuclear. There's this massive, massive plan that they have. And Ooh. in the plan, it said a couple of very, very maddening things. And one of them was they would air travel would become unnecessary in 10 years. No more air travel. And, I mean, they, they had a whole joke there about cow farts. I mean, cow farts is literally in this proposal. Remember, it's not a bill. It's a proposal. And the other one was a wage for everyone who was unable to work or unwilling to work. Now, this has become a bit of controversy because some Cortez advisor went on to Tucker Carlson's show and then proceeded to say, hey, I don't know where you got that. That, that must have been some false uh, draft going around. Might have been the GOP that put that out. No, we never said that. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez herself mocked that on Twitter, but it's clear as day that was in the original draft and then just really as we're recording this today, they came out to say, oh, that was a, a bad draft. We didn't mean to put that out. So it, they, they were trying to gaslight people into thinking that Representative Cortez never said, we'll pay people who aren't working and who don't want to work. Uh, and it turns out that's exactly what they said. But the response to this has been this, my gosh, these people are serious. They want socialism 24-7, 365. They want to shove it down your throat fingers all the way down. 
the the thing that I found fascinating about that document was, like you said, they're talking about eliminating air travel. We're all going to uh, be traveling around in high-speed rail, apparently. Uh, how long has that California expensive high-speed rail choo-choo train been in the works? Nine and, million years. And uh, it's way over budget, and they're expecting people to travel that way all over the country. And then on top of that, you know, in the Midwest, we still have a love affair for automobiles. Uh, and coal. And coal. Well, we do. But, I mean, the, 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 the war on cars is a different conversation, but it's real. Uh, car and driver of all people. I shouldn't say of all people. It's just you think this is something you'd see in, like, some kind of very heady uh, kind of um, place, you know, some, something that you'd see uh, from one of the, the, the think tanks. Car and driver discussing the fact that the push to go carless is everywhere. It's why you see parking spaces go away. They're building buildings with less parking spaces. Uh, here in Indianapolis, they just raised uh, the times on uh, parking meters. So instead of ending at 9 p.m., they now end at 11 p.m. And they want to say that, that they're going to use that money to help the city. Yeah. It's, this, it's this further attack I think it's for the on automobiles. What? I think it's for the potholes. Oh, they're going to, they're going to, no, actually, they're going to use that money for, for, to solve panhandling because they, they just, oh, it's, it's, it's a shame, the incompetence. And, and for such a great city, the incompetence of some of the leadership is incredible. But nothing beats the, the madness of this Green New Deal. And man, it was met with, it was met with from the political right, total laughter. Uh, Kimberly Strassel wrote in uh, Wall Street Journal that basically Cortez is going to win re-election for Donald Trump. But every single major Democrat running for office, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, they've all signed on. They've all said, this is great. Uh, they're all co-sponsoring. There is a, they're all co-sponsors. They have of to. The, of this what do you mean they have to? They have to because this is what's going to happen uh, during the primary season on the Democratic side. They're going to be dragged further and further to the left because the, 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 the base of the Democratic Party, the, the progressive left, the, the far lefties are going to be the ones that are, are going to be voting. So they're going to, this is what happens every election season. The that they're going to be pulled you know, further and further to the left. And then once they get the nomination, they're going to try to move you know, more towards the center. Well, I don't know how you can do that when you sign on to something like this. There, oh, to come back to the center? Yeah, there's no way to come back to the center. Either. Yeah, what's the center when you're talking about infanticide and getting rid of all of our airplanes? Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the, that's a good point. Like, they've admitted that they are what they are. Oh, and you're all racist. Right? Well, no, you're a racist. <laughs> Me, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> uh, they, but they are what they are. They, this, is, this is what they're all about. They think that somehow it's a good plan. I understand what the, what the plan is, just so we all know what we're talking about. The plan is you cannot take care of you. Only government can take care of you, and only government knows what's best. So for your own good, they're going to prevent you and your kids from getting on a plane to go see Meemaw in Florida. That's, that's, I mean, that's exactly what they're... Tell me I'm wrong, April. I don't tell have me a I'm wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't have a Meemaw either. But wait, do you, do you, does your kid have a Meemaw? Yeah. Yeah, that kid's not going to be able to fly to Florida to see Meemaw or Arizona or California or Minnesota or any or anywhere else that you're going to need to fly. No, 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 no. I saw Meemaw open for the Oak Ridge Boys back in 88. It was a fantastic That's what I like show. About you. That's what I like about you. Never miss a moment, you beautiful human being. This deal, this, this deal is not a deal. And what I, 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 was, on, I was on Fox Saturday morning. And what I said is, is that, you know, for Cortez, two things. And this is where I think people are really missing it. They're going after her. I think it's a terrible idea. She's wrong. I think it's okay to say she's wrong. She doesn't understand the economics, even though she wants to go on and on about the uh, importance of extern externalities and things like that. Congratulations, you have a degree. It doesn't mean that it, that it has any value. Degrees no longer mean anything. The, the mayor of South Bend is running for president, Pete Buttigieg. And Pete Buttigieg went to Harvard. Uh, he's, a, he's a Rhodes Scholar, I believe it is. And uh, he, he wants to do away with the Electoral College. He's in Indiana. There are 11 electoral votes in Indiana. He wants to cede uh, who gets to choose the presidency to three counties in California and two counties in New York. That's criminally insane. So what does it matter that he went Those to Harvard? Those are the only counties that will vote for him, though. What? 
Those are the only counties that will vote for him, though. Vote for him. <laughs> but it's, it's, it, it, you, you, that's, that's a level of unseriousness mm-hmm. that you say to the people who you represent, your vote for president shouldn't matter. And, and that's what doing away with the Electoral College does. But with Cortez, she said to Anderson Cooper, it's on 60 Minutes, I think it was, um, that people are very focused on whether or not you're, you're factually accurate. I think it's more important to be morally correct. She's morally incorrect. Hashtag morally incorrect. This entire Green New Deal. What are, what are the morals in telling somebody they can't pursue their passions? What are the morals in trying to, to uh, tell people in, uh, agriculture, right? Farmers. What it says is we are going to limit emissions in agriculture to the amount technologically feasible. Well, that's a weird line because technologically feasible does not mean the amount that would be best for the environment and allow the farmer to thrive. No, technologically feasible is to the amount that you could choke off all the carbon emissions and most probably choke off farmers because farming takes a lot of fuel. The trucks, the plows, the tractors, the combines, the all that kind of stuff. People don't think about these things. Manufacturing? Manufacturing is screwed because I assume, fingers Malloy, some of those plants where they build cars or they're building whatever might use a combustion engine. Well, and, and on top of that, what, what, you talk about being morally right. What is morally right about declaring war on the poor? Because everything in what you're talking about right now is going to increase not only uh, food prices, but energy prices. Now, their argument uh, is, well, we're going to provide a universal basic income for people. Uh, but that's not going to cancel things out. And I don't you're going to look at this proposal and you're going to see some of it's going to get passed, some of it won't. Uh, There'd be some pushback. Bottom line is everything that is being discussed here will have a negative impact on the poor. And to me, that how can you say you're being morally right when you're, you're basically declaring war on the poor? It is, by the way. And, that's, and I think that, that a lot of people are confused by that very concept. Is that it, this isn't... First of all, the whole thing... Is, is built to really push the very concept of wealth redistribution, right? Like, so much of this is about people paying this, people paying that, um, changing things around. So we provide this, this idea of a universal basic income, which was a, did not work in Finland. They just tried it, and they announced it didn't help employment one bit whatsoever. Um, but it hurts the poor because it prevents other people from... Being in business, opening businesses, keeping the businesses going. Employing you. They may you. find another way. What's that? <laughs> employing you. Oh, employing you. Absolutely. If, if the airlines have to close, what is the baggage handler? What is the flight attendant? What is the pilot? What does the mechanic do? Especially the mechanic, because I think people will be like, oh, look at the poor baggage handler. Because they'll assume the baggage handler has no other skills. It's a really insulting way to, to, to treat people, right? But the mechanic has a skill set that is on engines. Sorry, they're combustion engines. So now we're, there's, there's a line in this Green New Deal about, about automobiles and, and turning them all electric. Does that mean they come take your car? Does your car have to be shelved? All of a sudden, Red Barchetto from Rush is, is like a reality. You're going to go to your uncle's farm and you're going to, you know, uh, you know try, let the thing out at full throttle before the motor law comes into effect? Rush. I just quoted Rush. Holy crap. The band? Yes, the band. Yes, the band. You uh, Go read the lyrics to Red Barchetta, and you'll realize that or, uh, Cortez said, oh, this is, this is clearly a, a game plan. This is a good idea. We should do this. <laughs> and, but, anyway, I brought up Kimberly Strassel for a reason about how, she, from Wall Street Journal, she said that this is going to get Trump re-election. And I'm a little worried about this because there are people who are down for this idea. And I have found that the people will, for nonsense reasons, go after Representative Cortez. And it's nonsense. It's not necessary. On policy, sure. But I don't know if the mocking is necessarily working on someone like her. She's morally incorrect. I mean, that's all there is to it. She does not have the moral center, it's obvious, to be able to do what's best for the country. And the people of Queens need to recognize it, and the people of America need to realize it, and these, these presidential candidates need to recognize it. Representative Cortez does not have enough of a moral center to be able to, to know the difference between morally correct and morally incorrect, to be able to move forward if you want to take these people's livelihoods, take their passions away. What about what they've created in these worlds and the ingenuity in these worlds? All gone. It doesn't matter uh, to her because she's got some greater good of how we're going to uh, save the, the, the planet. And that's still questionable. 
Because, you know, I know we, we've all talked about this before. Al Gore told us the planet was going to die in 10 years, 20 years ago, right? It was yes. some number like that. Yeah. They keep telling us this and telling us this, yet that's not the way it goes down. Manhattan was going to be underwater. Right. Uh, but I, I agree with you that uh, I don't think people on enough people on the right are taking her seriously, and they need to start taking her seriously. I find what I, what I worry about is this is such a ridiculous proposal that people on the right will just scoff and think, well, people won't go for that. No, we have to continue to explain to people why this is a horrible idea. Or we need to be better about voicing our alternatives, our what the you right win. is about. Abs- Freedom, capitalism, and, and all these things we don't talk about well enough, and we should be able to. You are 100% right, and the the issue of the people of the political right and, and for this the Republican Party because I mean we all the, the, the three of us know each other for, for a long time from from actually uh, conservatism and, and the movement right so that's that's how we we know each other it just turns out we have these these cultural things in common and and and, and here we are um, Republicans don't know how to open their mouth they don't know how to talk at all when it comes to for example Obamacare we have to repeal Obamacare. We have to get rid of Obamacare. We need something better. We need the free... And when the time came to show America, here's what we're going to do and why, they, the elected leadership look like fools. They look like fools. I was one of the guys who was convinced that the first uh, HHS Secretary of Health and Human Services, Tom Price, that he was going to be able to articulate this well. And what a disappointment that turned out to be. And, and it, it, it's a shame. But no, they don't voice another opinion. They don't give another right. You're a hundred percent. I mean, we right need to on be this. on offense instead of defense. Like instead of talking about why making fun of you know AOC or doing whatever and saying how bad this is, like let's present the alternative. Well, I, I, you're exactly right. After what went down with Obamacare and what has happened to health care since, Republicans should be able to be on the moral high ground and say, "Listen, you should never." even talk about health care again. And instead, what's happening is you're having major presidential candidates on the left saying, well, we should just abolish private insurance altogether. So you, you shouldn't be able to talk about insurance right now. Not at all. And, and then go and, and start talking about the, the private market, the, the marketplace, as using uh, capitalism in a way that will bring health care costs down. But I fear that too many people on the right are, are scared to even talk about the free market because uh, there'll, there'll be some leftists out there saying, oh, easy for you to say. Right. Yeah, but the truth is there are plenty of leftists. I just had a friend the other day who is a leftist talk about how um, she is sick of paying $450 a month for her insurance and she doesn't need it. I mean, what she right. needs is uh, major catastrophic insurance. Someone like her, someone my age, her age, that's all we need. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to present that and say, this is what is good for you. You shouldn't have to be paying 450 a month for insurance you don't need. And to that end, that's what we need to present on what this Green New Deal is. Now, I think that there are still plenty of people, though, of Instead a certain of just age. It's a dumb thing, yeah. Right? It, it, it's, it, it, but the deal is a bad deal. I don't want to talk about Cortez being dumb or anything. What's th- right. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, someone on, you know, we, 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 Facebook, you can find me at Tony Katz Radio. And uh, people are, are, are talking because we, we live stream the show from time to time. And, 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 and you can catch podcasts there. You can catch podcasts at Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Someone on the Facebook page called Cortez, Representative Cortez a bimbo. And I, I wrote back to him. I said, we don't do that. What the hell is that? What are you doing? What what does that have to do? That's such a nonsense thing. Did you have so little else that you could come up with in your mind that you went to that? It's and I know, like, how dare you, Tony? These people are on your your page, but still, it it, it is emblematic of of, symbolic of a problem where people don't talk about the issue. They just want to go to that personal attack. That's what they do. And I'm not saying that ridicule doesn't have value. Ridicule is man's most potent weapon, right? That's Alinsky, rule number five. And, 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 and it absolutely positively works. I want to ridicule the plan. The idea that you're not allowed to fly your grand, the kids to go see grandma, I think is an unbelievably powerful point. This is what mm-hmm. she's taking away. What was the purpose of the Wright brothers if we can't actually fly? <laughs> and what are the purpose the- of cows if we can't have steaks? <laughs> We need to be talking about this. 
wait, let's talk about let's talk about uh, learning about other cultures and and being more accepting. How are we supposed to do that if we can't go fly to see them? And they'll have to pry my '72 Harley Davidson Electroglide out of my cold, dead hand. Do you have a '72? Yeah. I have never seen a photo of it. I've never seen it. By the way, I've never been invited to Finger's house. Neither have I. He's never invited me. Now, April, he's totally invited me. I just haven't been able to go. But he has never invited me once. <laughs> I have never seen it. Yeah, but I, wait a second. I didn't even think about that. Why didn't what about you ride people? it today? Classic um, cars. All why didn't he ride it today? It was snowing today. <laughs> why didn't he ride it today? The people who like their classic cars, their motorcycles. I didn't even think of that. Hey, just learn the code. Right, it's true. All of those people who worked at careers so they could engage their passions and this is their passion and showing them off and talking about them, they're not going to be able to do that anymore. Oh, what? I, I got my classic Corvette. Oh, no, you need to retrofit uh, uh, an electric motor into that Corvette. Oh, okay, I'll get right on that. It go, Crazy. It, it, but it's true, and, and I think that for some people on the left, they're going to be like, well, that's the price you pay to save the, save the planet. Oh, no, no that isn't share. the price that you pay it's it's a bad idea it's a terrible terrible idea and if i it, one more point it's not going to stop china it's not going to stop india it's not going to stop russia it's not going to stop china and india never signed on to the kyoto protocols well we're just going to have to declare war on them tony we're going to have to attack them we're going to so we're going to attack them with what <laughs> Oh, it's well, okay if the government Cal has planes, Tony. You should oh, the know this. Gonna have oh, plane? The oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, they're going to have all the guns and the planes. Yes. The government will have okay, the guns that makes and sense. the planes. And, and we will heat our houses here in Indiana in the winter with candles. And unicorns. Oh, there's going to be a lot of hugging under blankets. I it's, can't wait to see AOC's gun confiscation plan. Do not. Next First year? of all, that's Eric Swalwell's gun confiscation plan and never referred to her as the initials. It's Representative Ocasio-Cortez. No, 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 no. I'm not buying into you, that. You keep I saying that and I keep doing it. I refuse. We'll have more on, on the Green New Deal. We're continuing with this cigar. This is from Davidoff. This is the Royal Salomonis. Uh, that's how I was told to uh, pronounce it. How are you feeling, April? It's so good, the whole thing. Like, Because you know how sometimes it burns differently and tastes differently at different points? I feel like it's... I mean, it's getting a little smoother, but I feel like it's right. so good the whole way. Right. So, so, far. so we're we're about oddly enough. I mean, at eight and a half inches, it's it's a big cigar. But we're about to approach into the second third of the, of the, of this cigar, and I think you're right. I don't think you're going to find you're going to find other flavors that appear, but I don't think you're going to find those real kind of. Um, I think the changes are going to be more subtle because the flavor is so perfectly done all the way through. Um, really appreciate Davidoff giving us the chance uh, to do this and appreciate Blend Bar Cigar here in Indianapolis, four locations across uh, the country uh, taking care of you. Uh, you've got Pittsburgh, Nashville, Houston, and right here in Indianapolis. Uh, and uh, don't forget, if you like what you see, if you're watching it on Facebook, if you like what you hear and you're, you're enjoying the podcast, uh, five-star review on iTunes. Very, very important. April Gregory, how important is it? It is the most important thing you can do to help us become a really popular podcast. A more popular. The popularist podcast. <laughs> you so haven't even had a drink. A you haven't even. podcast. So go now. <laughs> you haven't. That, that, that you've seen. I haven't had a drink that you've seen. Oh, okay. Good point. Good plan, Ray. Uh, go and. She did uh, sniff so some glue before she walked into the building, though. <laughs> I saw that. Just, just give us a five star review. Because I picked the wrong. We have to write to... it out. Click the five stars and write it out and say that we are amazing. Do that, and, and also uh, Google Play, and also Stitcher. Uh, we're, we're everywhere, but we want an iTunes. You can say, we "Hey Alexa, that up. play Eat, Drink, Smoke on TuneIn," and she will do that. Will she? Will Alexa do that? I think so. Oh, someone, I don't have an Alexa because it's just too scary. I'm going to go so, home and try it, but it, someone, it should yeah, work. Someone's got to try that. Uh, and if you like what you hear and you want to help us continue to do this, uh, go to TonyCats.com. Uh, go to the bottom. There's a place to donate. TonyCats.com. Just scroll to the bottom. You can make a donation. It can be monthly. It can be a one-timer. We really do uh, appreciate it. And uh, then we can get uh, April D. Gregory the help she needs. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Therapy's expensive. Eat, drink, smoke, Tony Katz, along with April D. Gregory and Fingers Malloy on iTunes. Yeah, you know. Go review. Get it done. Uh, we're going to get to the bourbon in a second. But there's another challenge sweeping the nation, and it's because of all the cold. 
that was going on. And I say challenge sweeping the nation. These people who like did the Tide Pod challenge, and then they did. There was this boiling water challenge where people, like kids, were like chugging boil, like boiling water, hot water, and they were burning themselves, burning their That's esophagus. That's a thing. That was a thing. That was a real thing. Chugging boiling water. As dumb as it can possibly, as you can possibly think. That's what they were doing. Then there was the the bird box challenge. People were blindfolding themselves and like walking through traffic. It's too ridiculous for words. But when it gets really cold, like it was across the Midwest, it was those, that, that polar vortex. It was, it was crazy, crazy cold. People were doing this thing where they take boiling water and they throw it up in the air and it turns basically to powder because it, it, it freezes immediately. Except people don't know how to do that and they were getting boiling water on themselves and then going to the hospital. <laughs> it's got to stop. Don't laugh. Oh, I no. find it you're, if you're that stupid. Darwin's real. Oh, for crying out loud. I got a challenge for uh, America. How about the read a book challenge? <laughs> you do that. You're throwing boiling water in the air over your head. And I'm wondering how that may turn out badly for you. I don't want to change the subject because this is it is about a ridiculousness that we can't do things right. But the whole read a book thing. Everyone always talks about how America's been dumbed down. And America, you know, the Americans aren't smart, and and uh, they've lost, you know, their ability to to think. You ever walk into a Barnes and Noble? Busiest place ever. Everybody is reading books. That whole website, Goodreads. I love my wife. My, it's my wife favorite is on app. Everybody, it's unbelievable. My my wife reads three books at a time. I don't know how. I wish I could I find do, enjoyment. I have to do one and one, I, one, one, one. My problem is I I can't. I try. It's not that I don't read books. I do. It's just that it takes me forever and a day because I read a couple pages and I get exhausted, and then I start thinking about. Well, that's not the way it would be said. And then you're like, "Here's how I would say." Maybe I should I, go throw some hot water on myself. I, <laughs> and, now it's and, a party, and the, and the rest <laughs> is history. But like everybody's reading all the time, or at least they're talking about that they're reading all the time. Well, you know, so, you know why Barnes and Noble is so crowded? It's the only bookstore left. Mm. That's right. We grew up in the days of Borders. Right. And uh, B. Dalton booksellers. Bam. Books a million. That's, yeah. Are they still around? There's one. There's one. Uh, there's one here? Yeah. And there's half price books. I know that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are no more booksellers. That happens to be true. because There are libraries, though. So, yeah. And I'm and do you, on Audible. do you go to the library? Do you use it? I do now, now that I have a kid. kid. So then I, then I started thinking, because I used to just buy all my books on Amazon. And then it dawned on me, I'm taking my child to the library anyway. Maybe I should get books at the library, too, instead I, of buying them all. It's I, unbelievable. I'm hooked on Audible because I'm in the car so much that right. that's where I turn to now. So it's all audiobooks? It's all audiobooks. Have you gotten Militant Normals by Kurt Schlichter? That was, uh, the audiobook was done by me. I have not, but I will. now. The audiobook of, of Militant Normals by Kurt Schlichter voiced by me. I even do a British accent in it. I do. That's an absolutely true story. Can, can you break it out now? Uh, no, I can't. Oh. The best is is that when, when Kurt wrote the book, Kurt Schlichter, he's a, a retired Army colonel. Uh, he writes for Town Hall. He writes a, a lot of books. And he's on Twitter at Kurt Schlichter. And he did a whole thing in the book about the problems with Jeb Bush. But he every time he wrote Jeb, he did it like the J-E-B with the exclamation point. So I had to read it like that. So every time you hear me talk about Jeb, it's Jeb. Every... <laughs> single time it's like a hundred times in the book it's unbelievable don't pour water on yourselves don't hurt yourselves it's it's but people will do it they'll just they'll they'll try anything and they won't think and they'll like pour the water back on their face they should really put warning labels on pots and pans nowadays stop it let us move into bourbon shall we because it is eat drink smoke we are reviewing booker's Kathleen's Batch, right? So Booker's Bourbon, Kathleen's Batch. Uh, So Kathleen refers to Kathleen De Benedetto. I am not familiar with her, but people in the bourbon world are familiar uh, with her. Uh, She's uh, in uh, the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame. Uh, She was taught the trade by Booker No. And um, has, uh, in everything that I have read, like credited with being helpful in in making bourbon great. And I think there are probably people out there who might be experts on uh, on Kathleen De Benedetto. So this this bourbon is unfiltered and uncut. And it is a mix of bourbons that are from different barrels in different warehouses. 
So there's a whole breakdown how it's 4% from the fifth floor of, of this warehouse and 3% from the seventh floor of this warehouse. It's this whole uh, complete uh, breakdown. It's kind of incredible. It's a very deep amber. It's, it's pretty dark. Um, a toasted marshmallow, butterscotch, toffee, and a bit of, of, of citrus, almost cherry and orange peel uh, in it. Now, I'm already on to uh, two cubes here. You guys have it neat. And no one's tried it. I haven't even done a nose on this yet, April D. Gregory. That is sweet. Ooh. That is unbelievably sweet. Now, I'm, I, mine's been opened up because I'm on a couple of chips. Is it, is it also oh, on, yeah, you on can the tell, You can tell how sweet it is neat. Yeah, there's a touch of cinnamon in there as well, which we've had before. Most recently, it was the Sazerac rye that had the nice cinnamon um, at, at the end of it. And by the way, to be a bourbon, 51% corn, American charred oak barrel. Uh, a water can only be used to reduce the proof. You can't do anything else to it. A rye would be 51% rye. Uh, some people questioning whether a bourbon has to be from Kentucky to be bourbon. The answer is no, by the way. Bourbon is bourbon if it meets those requirements right there. What's the matter, Fingers? It smells so good. They should make a cologne out of this. This is this is sweet. Is that and and I said cinnamon, but it might be vanilla. When you put when you get into it, and again, mine might be a little bit different. Like here, smell smell mine. Smell this. Yeah, it is different. It is it different. Is different. So here, take a take a whiff oh, of that. So this is this is the neat. Yeah, I've got more flavors in mine than you do in yep. yours. Yep. Because it's opened up. Hold on. So let's let me let me try this. This is the Booker's uh, uh, Kathleen's batch. Right here. Oh, okay. Okay, they're not kidding about cutting on filtered. And it has a little bit of heat to the tongue. Yeah, it's, uh, and really the front of the tongue, not the back. There's absolutely nothing. There is no pain on the on the back. There's no pain on the back of the throat. Nothing. Wow. Wow. That is sweeter. Than what we had last week. What, what did we have last week, Tony? That was the uh, oh my god, Stag Junior. That was that, the Stag Junior that we had. I last loved week. the Stag Junior, um, and that was something like well, almost 140 proof, wasn't it? From what I remember, it was it was up there. This is very good. It's it's sweet. It packs a little punch. By the way, this is 127.4 proof. Yeah, 63.7 alcohol. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you all right? That was intense. Oh, well, you. Here. No, just pour the water out. Yeah, the cube, yeah, or drink it. Pour the, the water two. out, and then because because they're on one big rock and they're dumping right into the rock, right there. Oh, and uh, that's April good. just lost her rock. April just lost her rock. That's this is the that's first fantastic, time right there. We'll get you, we'll get you one. We'll get you a cube. She just poured it into her water and then lost her rock. I feel for it. I that don't know one, how to drink. But uh, this is this has. Why <laughs> looking at me like that? This has a bit of. You know, we always, when it comes to sweet, we go back to uh, Matthew McConaughey's Long Branch, which is from Wild Turkey. Um, this is a much more complex, uh, but but there is a sweetness. That's really something else. Yeah, you're on a cube now. The vanilla's there, man. Yeah, the vanilla's there. I'm not tasting the cinnamon. I'm not getting the cinnamon out of it, but I'm getting the vanilla. I will say more vanilla than than, than cinnamon. But how much do you, sure. how much do you think this coupling it with the cigar affects your palate when it comes to really trying to uh, identify the flavors of a bourbon? How does a cigar? How does the, yeah, when you're coupling it with a cigar. Well, I mean, as, as I've said, I've said this before. It's one of the reasons I don't drink scotch with cigars anymore because it just totally messes me up. Um, so in in this cigar, we're doing uh, the Davidoff Royal Salamanis. Um, so good. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, this is. Maybe one of the best cigars out there. This retails at $100 a cigar. That's what we're smoking. Um, so I think that the, 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 the vanilla and uh, some of that, um, um, what's, the word I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? That I, I think that that matches like the cedar, right? So I think that goes well together. I'm trying to think of the other flavor that I'm going for. Some people, I don't know. I think they think the water... Uh, adds too much but i'm telling you right now two ice chips there's no burn on this uh, did you have a burn going no down? there's no burn no. i had a burn i was you, burned you are <laughs> she was burned Tony. i've been burned oh i've been my burned gosh. that's very good that is no but that's like complete that's like a like, like there's like a full body going on there sometimes you just get like one note 
and kind of sticks with. I this. get the sweet at the end. I'm just right. still getting the burn, though. I'm right gonna, there, like on your tongue? Yeah. On the top of my palate. I'm going to put the cube in there and see what happens. All right. We'll, we'll Actually, check a with cube you. is not going to fit in there. I need on, little on, chips. On the cube. In the meantime, uh, a Virginia update. Every, every time we're, we're with Virginia updates, <laughs> we can all agree that the lieutenant governor, that guy, that his career is done. It's over. It's finished. Lieutenant Governor of Virginia is Justin Fairfax. Um, and I, I say it this way. He's black. And the reason that comes up is it's because the governor, Ralph Northam, had these pictures of himself in blackface. Well, he might survive. He's, He's got fine. a Jim Crow blackface photo next to somebody in a, in a KKK hood. But Justin Fairfax won't. Now, the reason Justin Fairfax won't, let's get that in a second, Fingers, is because one woman accused him of sexual assault. And she's got some details. Well, a second accuser came out saying that he raped her in the year 2000. Oh, my God. There is no... And he, she supposedly has some details. So even all of the presidential candidates are coming out saying he has to resign. He's... Justin Fairfax is probably going to be gone as lieutenant governor. He was considered a rising star. In the Democratic Party. I just want... May I take a second here to, to pat myself on the back? Because we had this discussion last week as to how long the governor was going to last, and you guys said they wouldn't last a weekend. And I said, no, 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 no. He's a Democrat. This is going to drag out. I give it at least three weeks. Well, here's now what it happens. looks like he may survive He's completely. Gonna survive. Here's what's happened since then. This was all coming out on Saturday when we were recording. Uh, Sunday was the god-awful Super Bowl. So all anybody talked about on Monday was awful Super Bowl. Tuesday was the State of the Union. So all people were talking about on Tuesday was lead up to the State of the Union. What's Trump going to say? Wednesday uh, was analysis of the State of the Union. And then more things are coming out in this whole time. So, yeah, that was perfect. Uh, there was rumor that Northam was the one who leaked about um, Justin Fairfax. About Fairfax. Uh, and, and he's just getting he's just skating right by because, you know, Americans have really small attention spans, apparently. And the talking heads are only talking about the State of the Union and Trump and uh, the Super Bowl. And he's a Democrat. You're not wrong. And he's a Democrat. And he's a Democrat. I so we're going to let a guy skate. And by the way, there was a poll. There was a poll that was put out that Virginians, um, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say Virginians, um, black Virginians. This was, a, I forget was who did the, the, the polling. 60%. It was a Washington Post SCAR school poll. 60%. 58%. Yeah. Prefer of African Americans, of black people. That's the way I, I talk about it, because I don't know if they're actually descended from Africa. Right? You tell somebody who's not from Africa, then you call them African American. I always think that's rude. I do. I think it's rude. So sense. so I don't I don't get why we say it. It's it's so strange to me. But I'm reading it as they had written it here. Fifty-eight percent said that he should stay in office. Sixty percent of black Virginians think Ralph Northam should stay in office. I don't know what to do with that information at all. I do. Go ahead. It's it's all he's on the right team. If you were a Republican, oh yeah, he he, he does Jim Crow, but you know at least he's not a Republican. That's just appalling. Really? That's that's, appalling. that's exactly what this is. I found it very funny over the weekend. You know, we we were saying uh, last week in a just world, uh, Saturday Night Live would well, Live would lead with this as you, you know uh, one of their skits. They did do uh, a bit last night on this, and what I found funny was CNN did a story on S SNL doing a bit on this, and it said, SNL mocks Virginia politicians. Oh, okay, okay. In case you want to know what the bias looks like. <laughs> Virginia, oh, that's Virginia politicians. Anybody, in, anybody anywhere who can still say after this past week that the media is not biased towards the left, they are willfully kidding Pur themselves purposefully purposely kidding themselves yeah. and, and lying to you gaslighting you yes. beginning to end you know it, it, it's like we were talking about cortez and and her uh, advisor going on with tucker carlson saying oh those things you say that were in the in the proposal for the green new deal they weren't in there we don't know where you got that cortez mocking it of course it was in there we've got the the archives you can't you know the internet's forever and they were they were purposely trying to gaslight america into thinking somehow that wasn't the case this is absolutely positively that you talk about short attention spans Ralph Northam is in favor of infanticide. And allow me to uh, have a word for the pro-life movement in America. 50,000 pro-life movement members haven't shown up in Richmond, stormed the Capitol, and demanded that he resign. I don't want to hear it anymore. 
I'm a pro-life guy, right? I think that I, 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 abortion has never been my number one subject because I do think that there are questions and conversations. But the idea that it is treated in such willy-nilly fashion, I have real issues with. Planned Parenthood, I don't care if they exist. I don't want to publicly fund them, right? I don't want to give them $500 million or whatever it is a year. It's simply not right. But you can all show up. Pro-life movement can show up for, for the March for Life. A million people. What, what does that matter? You can't get 50,000 people, 5,000 people, 50 people to show up at the Capitol there in Richmond, Virginia and demand that he step away. He favors the murder of babies. He said so. And we're not... That's been forgotten about. That's okay. I want to know from the from these Black Virginians whether or not that's a reason he should he should step aside. Well, yeah, the reason why that doesn't happen, and this is uh, the pessimist, the cynic, uh, uh, how I, I'm a, a cynic when it comes to stuff like this. It's because it's part of the grift. People won't show up for that march, but boy, those fundraising emails are going to be out all about him and how you need to send five dollars to whatever. Think tank, and this is why the left kicks the right's ass yep. every single time. Because I, I have had people tell me this before: um, that you know, hey, we can't go protest. We're working. Okay, great, you're working. This is why you lose. You're paying these taxes that they abuse you for, and think that you're nothing more than an ATM machine for. They think you're a serf in a lot of cases. Yeah, but yeah, you're too busy. When, when there's a governor who's pushing for infanticide. That's that's beyond me. I mean, there should have certainly been half of the pro-life party and people in Virginia should have been on the foot of the Capitol. There's no excuse for that. I mean, the, the pro-life movement did show up in D.C. a couple weeks prior yeah, at, the, at the March for Life, but... I don't know how you don't show up. If... That would have been our governor. I would have been there with... I would have camped out. I would have been there for sure. Right. So I, I, it should have been... Of, of, of no question. Yeah. Of no... If, in here in Indiana. Absolutely, positively, no question about it. But it, it's, it's just... Fingers is right, by the way. It's a fundraising opportunity. But it's a do-nothing opportunity. Right. You have to make your voice heard. You have to shut... You want to talk about Black Lives Matter, and I'm not a fan. But they at least understand that you got to shut down a roadway. You got to make traffic tough. You got to get your voice heard. What? If, if you tell me that, well, we prayed about it, it's not enough. Where was Black it's, Lives Matter, though, when the governor was in? That's another, that's another good question. That's another good question. He's where on the, the, right, were, were, on were the right team again. He's on the right team. You see, like, I, I know there was a whole thing about, you know, like Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and. And and Sarah Joy Behar, they all did you know black faces in their in their career, or they really they dressed up like characters, right? Or I did a costume. I do think that's different, and right. we do have to take these things case by case. The Northam photo on his yearbook, that's freaking Jim Crow. That's, that, that is right. the, the you're standing next to a KKK. You're in that was total. That's totally different than anybody right. who dressed up as something for Halloween when they were a kid and but I'm black. That's totally different and. They're both wrong, and I'm not okay with the idea that someone would post a picture uh, in in a in a KKK hood and robe. I think it's I think it's gross. I think it's sick because uh, there's nothing there that shows that it's mocking. And one of the people I always point to is Mel Brooks, right? You take a Mel Brooks the, uh, in in uh, history of the world, right? The Spanish Inquisition. You take a look at Mel Brooks uh, in in things that were done in in, for example, the end of Blazing Saddles. They've got the, the pie fight, and, and th- in that fight, you have this guy looking like, dressed like Hitler, giving the salute everywhere. You have uh, the producer, springtime uh, for, for, for Hitler in Germany, right? The mocking was clear and apparent and purposeful uh, f- from him. And, and I, would, I would also argue to an extent hilarious yes. and, and valuable. There's nothing like that coming from Northam. This was like, hey, ain't this funny? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna mock black people, and then we're gonna further that happening by putting the the guy in the KKK hood. There's nothing here that's that's changeable. And he actually said, Governor Northam, uh, the Democrat Virginia, from Virginia, the governor there, said that he thinks that you know he still has a lot to give to Virginia, and he can lead them through this, and he really thinks he can bring Virginia to the next level. That's not an answer. That's nothing. And again. If, if 60% of, of black Virginians are going to tell me he should stay in office, well, then holy hell. 
identity, uh, you know, I mean, ideology supplants humanity once again. I, I think it's hard to look into a person's heart and truly believe what, or truly uh, get a sense of what they believe. But there were a couple of instances here in the last couple of weeks that uh, gave you uh, a, a peek in the window of his character. One was uh, that photo. And the right. second, if he would have come out and said, listen, that was me. I, I'm an, I was an idiot back then. I, I feel terrible. My record since then has shown that I'm not that person. But it was denial, 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 denial. Yeah. I, and to me, that just further showed what kind of cat that guy is. Yeah, but now he's reading books about racism, so it's okay. I'm what telling you. He, he's been reading books about racism. Oh, And he's well, going to be then. the one to change um, how people look at race in Virginia. He's going to be a great healer, Tony. Yes. You are both the worst people, and the problem is this you're This is right. the truth. You're this is what right. he said, though. He's, he's been reading books on racism. I mean, this is what is being reported. And he sees that poll, too. Well, listen, uh, the uh, black Virginians are giving me a chance. Why can't you give me a chance, April D. Gregory? That, that, that's going to be the line, and I am going to do what I can to ta- make this a teachable yeah. moment. If and it was one of us that had been in blackface or a KK costume, KKK costume, people would be at our houses. I'd be off the air. You'd be off the air. People would be at our houses literally busting down the door trying to get to us. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And this is, this is beyond ugly. I, I, it, there was a, a moment on, on Jake Tapper, CNN, where there was a uh, Democrat congressman, congresswoman uh, saying that, you know, this is about Trump and what Trump has unleashed. And a woman by the name, of, I think her name is Nina Turner. It was a black woman who was uh, one of the panelists. She said, stop it. Stop it. Now, I disagree with her on the politics of, of Trump, but she's like, this isn't Donald Trump. This is, a, this is about a history. This is about something going on in America. I didn't know that many people did blackface before. And then Ted Danson, famously. Of course. Uh, did blackface. I remember when that happened. It was newsworthy. Nearly destroyed his career. Right? He was dating Whoopi Goldberg, and he showed up at an event in blackface. Whoopi Goldberg's right It was there. a Friars Wait. Club roast. You know they used to date. No. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? Are you serious? No, I really had. It was a decade plus ago. Oh, she yeah. Did, it was used, in she the... used to date men? Is that still a thing? Wh- Whoopi Goldberg's what? gay? Is she not? I don't think she is. Really? By the way, her politics drive me nuts. Whoopi Goldberg is amazing. Oh, she's a great... And the, it, it, and the story of her career is one of the great stories. Like, that there hasn't been a biopic done of Whoopi Goldberg blows my mind. Her story of living in her car to then doing those one-woman shows on broad... I mean, she created, if you will, uh, the modern-day one-woman show. Uh, her, in, in most recent years, what John Leguizamo does, I think is pretty uh, fantastic. Who didn't love Sister Act too? Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> no, no, but this was as Tony. I I know you're more familiar with this than than April seems to be. But the the Friars Club roasts, and that's where he showed up in blackface. I mean, though, back in the day before they put those on Comedy Central, right. it was the raunchiest, filthiest thing that you could ever imagine going to. So he thought, oh, no big deal. I'll show up, and she was a part of it. it she, she was in on the idea. And that nearly destroyed his career back in the nine. I think it was the nineties, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I just don't remember, as someone who grew up in the eighties, being around a bunch of people that thought that, hey, you know what's a really fun? You know what would be a scream for Halloween this year? Showing up somewhere in blackface. I, I no, it wasn't a thing. No, it was not a thing in the eighties. And people are some people are just trying to write it off. Oh, that was a different time. No, not the eighties were not that time. No. We were all there in the 80s. You didn't do were that. Were that time in Virginia? Were they, I mean, you have the governor. You have the attorney general. It's a fair question. Um, uh, clearly, some, for and, some people, and, it was the time. It was, it was going on in other places. People, Ted Danson. I mean, uh, and then there was costumes, right? So Joy Behar from The View. I'm no fan. Uh, as she dressed up as a black woman in, when she was 29. All right. She did as a costume. I don't know why that's a costume, but okay. Um... I, I, the, the attorney general of Virginia dressed up as a costume. Again, he dressed up as, as, as his favorite rapper. I don't know why that he, would, that he chose that, but all right, that's, that's, that's what he chose. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's strange. It's just, it, but I think those things might be seen by some people as, as, as different. But I didn't know this many people dressed up as people who were black. Like it never, it never dawned on me. If I would have, and so you've got Hollywood culture that did this, and you've got 
Virginia that did this. I'm telling you, if you're from like Alexandria or Arlington, uh, uh, you know, Tyson's Corner area, how embarrassed are you? Because you consider yourselves the elite and the upper crust yeah. and the educated and the enlightened and all that. And here's Virginia just punching you right in the face. And, and how it's being framed. Geez, Tony, we should just be ashamed of our Virginia politicians. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, but if, if I would have dressed up in the 80s as Michael Jackson, I would have worn a, a leather jacket and parachute pants. You know, it wouldn't have occurred to me. Oh, you know what? I need to kick this up a notch. Let me put bl- uh, um, black I, makeup we on. We did a, for the talent Crazy. show at school, we did uh, black or white, and we wore uh, not blackface. It never occurred to us to wear blackface. Right. We wore white shorts and black pants, and we were doing the dance. No blackface in the 80s. It was fine. But I find that Hollywood's reaction is kind of funny because they're the ones giving the pass, right? You don't. You know, where where is all of Hollywood saying that he's got to step down? Where's Hollywood? You know, holding the, the the moral clarity here. Rob Lowe, West Wing, Saint Elmo's Fire. There's only two things I could really put him to. Was he Parks and Rec? Parks and Rec, right? Right. Um, he put out a tweet about Elizabeth Warren. Of course, Elizabeth Warren, who has won one thousand twenty fourth. Um, no, she's not Native American at all. She totally lied. Yeah, but we're not supposed to call her. Pocahontas or Pocahontas because that's uh, rude. Right. So what he put so the on the president's Twitter, the one in the wrong here. What he put on Twitter is because Elizabeth Warren announced she's running for president. No more exploratory committee. She's running. Elizabeth Warren would bring a whole new meaning to commander in chief, and he put chief in quotes. <laughs> All right, Which that's is hysterical. That she she built this grave. We're gonna make fun of her. Mark Hamill went after him. Vince D'Onofrio went after him. Alyssa Milano went after him by saying tonight the role of Scott Baio will be played by Rob Lowe. Scott Baio's great. Great dude. Great Charles in Charge is one of my all-time um, favorite shows. Valerie Bertinelli said, don't. Jesus. Uh, and, and he deleted the tweet and he said, I deleted my Elizabeth Warren tweet. It was a joke and some peeps got upset and that's never my intention. On the good side, I just got to use the Oxford comma. That was in his tweet. I, so he's Lame. making a joke on that. That's a funny line about Commander-in-Chief. For Elizabeth Warren. So here's the... The, 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 the president's the, bummed that he didn't think of it himself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The so le- are the rest of us. So the, the left is going to stay silent on a guy doing blackface, but they're going to stand up to to an actor <laughs> talking about Lowe. a commander-in-chief reference. He won't get another role for at least another 10 years. How much money no. does Rob Lowe have? No, I mean, not with those people. Not not with, not with the the far left. They're like, oh, we we can't hire this guy. I mean, he'll be. A- He's Rob Lowe. He's not this guy. Oh. He's Rob freaking Lowe. They are, dude. Still a star. Still. And yeah, the but best I'm not disagreeing with you. By the way, April D. Gregory, who's better looking, Tom Brady or Rob Lowe? Oh God. You all right? You need a moment. <laughs> Could we just get some Jeopardy music going? Something? Anything? <laughs> oh, look at you. You you finger in She's mouth in as you're pain. trying to figure. She is. I have given um, her a conundrum. Is it Rob Lowe with a tan? This is your Sophie's choice. Can, I need to see his arms. I'm not sure what his arms look like. So you don't know, you, no answer? Are you, should, we, should we get back to you? Will you let us know in the snack size edition? I would probably go with Rob Lowe. Okay, good. Thank you. Because Rob Lowe is definitely better looking than Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I'm sure, probably has better arms, so he also can be a pretty boy, you know, and that's just not attractive. Tom Poston <laughs> is better looking than Tom Brady. I don't know who that is, so oh, you're probably wrong. Good Tom Poston reference. Uh, that was, I can't remember the, the show. Newhart. Thank you. Couldn't remember Newhart. What's happened to me? You don't even know what Newhart is, do you, April? Maybe. You've heard of greatest, Bob Newhart, have you? Greatest yes. ending in a television show ever is Newhart. Hands down. Yep. No question about it. Best ending, best final episode of a, of a television show ever. I don't believe you. Ever, ever, ever. Oh, it's true. Is, is, is Newhart. You got to review this thing on iTunes, people. Newhart? No, no. Eat, drink, smoke, the podcast. Five stars is what it needs on iTunes. Five stars. April D. Gregory. Is that not correct? It is correct. And is it true that we're going to start getting some swag and we're going to start sending out swag to people? Is that the plan? We're going to get some swag. Right? And yes. we're going to start sending to people who give us reviews. Yes. Right. Okay. No, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. in. I'm, okay. I'm down. And, and, and I'm well, I was thinking beer koozies. Do people have a different preference? Right. What kind of swag do they want? But is, is a beer koozie enough? Right? We need to do more. We might need to do more. But if we send something, we can have all kinds of swag. But right. if it's just for a review, 
I can't mail you six cigars for a review. I'm sorry. See, that's, sorry, people. I care more about the people, but honestly, April's April's smoking. Has uh, spoken. She's I smoking think people spoken. would like beer koozies to drink their Do beer they? with. I don't know. I'm asking. Somebody tell me. Let me know on the Eat Drink Smoke page what you Twitter, want. Twitter, uh, April D. Gregory on Twitter is where you find it. I've never understood the whole beer koozie thing. I never have a beer long enough to get it to where it would warm <laughs> up. Even in the but summer. People, but honestly, they're everywhere. And people do, like, yeah. like they do utilize them. I mean, you, yeah, and you have, like, a whole drawer full in your kitchen. But, like, I don't know. Maybe we can find something more bourbon-esque. I'm open to anything. By the way, think of. people love the beer koozie. I'm not, I'm not crapping on the beer koozie. I just don't understand it because I never use them. Because I... Where, Right, because you're because you have a. Yeah. I'm a I'm Where a are you on the Booker's Kathleen's batch now that you're on a cube, April D. Gregory? Um, it's still a little too intense on my palate. Oh, it's, it's wonderful, else. wonderful. It is something else. Now, oddly, the sip I just took that hit me a little bit on the back. That hit me a little bit on the back of the of the throat. Um, it doesn't really burn going down. It just burns in my mouth a little bit. Right, I, I can appreciate that. Like when it first hits, but I still taste the sweetness at the yeah, end. And it is, and it, it hits is. in the back, I, but it's not a donkey punch, Tony. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, go get your Urban Dictionary, people. That's going to be... I don't know what that means. April's going to be Googling <laughs> right there. Uh, it is very good. And the cigar, thank you to Davidoff. Oh, my gosh. It's so for, good. For allowing us to try the Royal Salamonis. Um, this was a, a 57 ring gauge, eight and a half inch uh, long uh, cigar. Uh, this is uh, Dominican uh, in a perfecto shape. This runs $100 a stick. And, man... Uh, I don't think you have to spend $100 to have a good cigar. That said, this is a wonderful, wonderful cigar. There were no points where it got too intense in any one flavor. The blend here is simply miraculous how good it is. And, and so we've been you know, at this for closer to two hours now, and it's still there. And it's still smoking perfect. And there, I have, none of us have gotten a relight. Nope. And we're talking. This is something else in how this is constructed. You can find it at Blend Bar Cigar in Nashville, Houston, Pittsburgh, and right here in Indianapolis. Uh, it's a very limited edition cigar. Uh, it's it's not a cigar for the everyday. Uh, I mean, if you can do $100 cigars every day, um, donate to the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, and then go get yourself a $100 cigar. Uh, but this is something else. Um, and please, the review is really important on iTunes. We greatly, greatly uh, appreciate it. Find April on Twitter at April D. Gregory and check out her podcast Smart Girl Politics. Uh, the podcast you can get that at Ricochet. Ricochet.com is where you can get that podcast. And, and iTunes and everything. And you can get it on iTunes. You're correct. Uh, thank you so much for the reminder. Fingers Malloy Radio on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. Uh, Wham Talk 1600 is where you find him. And of course, uh, he's got his podcast, uh, the Enough Already podcast. Is that at iTunes? That's on iTunes. The Snark Factor uh, is also available. And I'm going to have an announcement here about two new shows coming up, Tony. When do you have time for anything else? <sighs> I, I can't help it. I, He's uh, trying to keep up with you. That's right. We're not even done. Cameron Gray called me the king of small media. Oh, so, well, look at that. Yeah, look at that. And then, then uh, after, after you're done Googling uh, Donkey Punch, Google Cameron Gray. Uh, do that. Great guy. Great, yep. great, great dude. Absolutely fantastic producer. Uh, find me on Twitter, Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Instagram, Tony Katz. All the things are at TonyKatz.com. Everything's at TonyKatz.com. Go to TonyKatz.com. Uh, and then uh, scroll down to the bottom. If you like what you hear, uh, click on Donate. We greatly, greatly appreciate the donations and people who want to see this. Uh, keep going. We will catch you next time. Eat, drink, smoke.